I've written a few times about the student loan crisis, mainly from the perspective that the $1.4 trillion in student loan debt is too high and will likely cause big problems for a whole generation and for taxpayers as well. I thought I'd seen and heard it all. That is, until I just came across a Wall Street Journal article from a few weeks ago recounting the story of Mike Meru, a 37-year-old orthodontist in Utah whose loan debt exceeds $1 million. Despite having an income around $300,000 a year that puts him in the top 2% of income earners, the poor fellow's monthly payments of $1,589.97 are insufficient to cover even his interest obligations. Thus, his loan balance is on track to reach $2 million in two decades. Ultimately, taxpayers will pay off his loan, since the rules allow forgiveness of his loan in 25 years. Without wishing to pile on, apparently the journal's write-up elicited revulsion more than sympathy, it nevertheless bears mentioning that racking up this kind of debt is something of an accomplishment. Yes, dental school is expensive, and USC, where he studied, is especially so. Yet remarkably, he entered grad school debt-free, so the huge tab results from his folding living expenses into the loan, in addition to the relatively small payments he's been making. Meru is apparently one of out of 101 student borrowers owing more than $1 million, though there are over a couple of million others out there with loans totaling over $100,000. If you game the system, you can have Uncle Sam pay for most of your tuition by running out the clock. That's not easy for most students to do, though it seems to me that colleges themselves are experts in this. Even schools with billions of dollars in endowment money see no financial benefit to themselves to keep tuition down. Taxpayer subsidies are just too generous. So this podcast is for students who are not trying to manipulate the system. My advice is to pay as little as possible for college. First, define your educational goals. Don't just go to college because everybody's doing it. Parents, if your kid is not likely to benefit from an expensive degree in puppetry, for the same money, buy him or her a duplex and let him learn how to manage an income property. Or if he loves guitar, help him get started out in a music shop if you have the means. Second, get a scholarship. If you're not offered one, that may signal that you should hunker down at a two-year community college where tuition is cheap and work hard enough to merit a scholarship for your final two years. Another option, get your bachelor's degree online for next to nothing. You can complete the degree in a year if you wish while focusing on your professional school plans. For example, by studying especially hard for the LSAT for law school, the MCAT for med school, the GMAT for biz school, or the GRE for non-professional grad school programs. The bottom line is that you should perform a cost-benefit analysis to ensure you get the most bang for the least buck. That advice will help you in all your financial decisions. Unfortunately, one of the decisions with the biggest financial implications comes rather early in adult life, yet too many are getting snared in the college debt trap. Another kid may be the smartest math student, but you can be the financially smartest. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.